We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself. Because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order? Cashback guru? Low intro APR lover? With US Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. US Bank credit cards are issued by US Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Honest, I would put myself in the same category as D Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the Roadwire NBA podcast. It is Friday, September 28th. Nick Whalen, joined by James Anderson today um we still have no resolution on jimmy butler last time we talked we did about 10 or 15 minutes on that situation at the time the trade request had just been made no progress has really been made on the part of the timberwolves due in large part to one you know there seem to be contradictions as far as who's actually making the decisions for the minnesota timberwolves um around this time last week you know there were pretty firm reports that you know, their owner, Glenn Taylor, had basically gone over the rest of the organization's head and told people to bypass Tibbs, bypass, um, you know, the rest of the front office and come right to him with any deals for Jimmy Butler. And at that point, it seemed imminent that Butler was going to be traded, you know, within the next couple of days and things have kind of cooled down. I think Tibbs has met with Butler at least once. I think he's been trying to meet with him again, um, you know, convincing him to stay in Minnesota. I think it's pretty clear that that's not going to happen. But, you know, more than a week later, we're really not all that much closer to Butler being dealt. Although it does seem like, you know, certain teams have kind of emerged as legitimate contenders for Jimmy Butler. Others have kind of dropped to the wayside. And not surprisingly, the teams that, you know, we talked about that were on Butler's initial list, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Clippers, I think are having a tough time putting together a legitimate package just because none of those teams are all that good. And Jimmy Butler is an expiring contract and he turns 30 next year and he's had injuries. Um, it's a really complicated situation. Um, I mean, have you, has I, any team besides, I guess, Miami kind of emerged to you as, as the legitimate front runner? I don't really buy that there is a front runner. Like, I think that the teams, like, it's in Miami's best interest to, like, kind of, get it out there that they're interested in him because they probably want to kind of gauge whether or not he's interested in, in re-signing there. And, um, I think it's kind of just, you know, you want 
Glenn Taylor to know that you're interested in him. And just by going through Tibbs, that doesn't necessarily get that done. Uh, I actually still think that there's a strong possibility that there's going to be kind of a, a team that we're not talking about, a team that's not from that four, or the, the three that he requested and then the Heat, uh, just because – I do think it's I, I do think he's going to get dealt before the season starts. Like I, I still just don't. He's not going to report to camp, and right. he already that, hasn't reported. Right, to camp. right. And so at that point, like I'm, the owner already wants to trade him, right? And so yes, the longer that camp goes on and he's not there, I think the more urgency there is going to be from the owner on right. uh, the the two clowns running the show that like, hey, you guys like. Either either trade him or I'll find someone that will trade him. And so I think, you know, Tibbs is obviously acting in self-interest here, which is fine. I mean, I, I can't fault someone for acting in their own self-interest. Like, that that's how pretty much every employee-employer relationship works. But uh, he's not operating with just the Minnesota Timberwolves' best interest at, my, at, at heart. But uh, at a certain point, it's going to be made clear to him that you either trade him or you're going to get demoted slash fired. And I just, I can't picture the, t- the, the owner going into the season with his uh, second best player, just not playing games while he's paying him. So mm-hmm. um, that's, I, I think he gets dealt at some point. I think they're probably going to have to take uh, 50 cents on the dollar. And, you know, I think that that probably comes from an Eastern conference team just because, the incentives of adding him in the East to me are a little bit more obvious than the incentives of adding him in the West. And, and a lot of the teams in the West, like I don't think the Lakers are even interested because I think they want to save that cap space for better players that are going to become available. Uh, and uh, obviously I, I think it would be really difficult for the Rockets to swing it. Uh, well, that that was a story this morning that, you know the Rockets have kind of been in and out of this, and Daryl Morey continues to try to find these creative ways to make it work. Like I'm not willing to count out the Rockets; it, they would need a third team for sure. I I well, don't know what they do give you, up. Like what do you think that Gorgi Jang it has to be in this deal? Because like uh, there's been a lot of reporting that like they're it's kind of a package thing, and if if he has to be in it, then that really makes it tough, and you almost you have to get the Kings involved. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> But, Kings are standing by. But like if you can do it without Jang, then I then I could see maybe the the Nuggets right. are like cuz if if Tibbs has some say in this, I think like a team like the Nuggets make a lot of sense because you can have Paul Millsap be kind of the top guy going back and Tibbs can talk himself into like, well, it's, you know, he's he's my type of guy. He's he's ready uh, to help us try to make the playoffs this year. Um and that would be a big upgrade, right. like the upgrade of Millsap to, to Butler. That makes sense for me for if I'm the uh, Nuggets, even if I don't think I can right. re-sign them. Well, that's from what we know, that's what Tibbs wants, right, is an established player. Um, I, I don't, you know, I think Brooklyn kind of is, seems to be going back and forth as to whether they'd include Karis LeVert. Like, Karis LeVert, to me, is not the type of guy that Tibbs wants. No. I think he wants somebody that can make this team that's the, the type of guy that, seed like, again. a general manager with job stability right. would want. And D'Angelo Russell falls into that category exactly. too, but uh, yeah, uh, neither guy screams tips guy to me. If they're demanding that you include Jang, who has forty-eight million left on his deal, obviously that complicates things a ton, right? I mean, you need to get that third team involved, unless you're involving a team, you know, that has a ton of cap space. But at that point, you know, if you're willing to, let's say you're the Nets and you're willing to take back Jang, what you're giving back, you know, isn't going to be as good. Obviously, you know, you're you're incurring almost $50 million of additional cap space. You're not, you're not just going to be willing to give back the same offer for Butler that you would if Jeng wasn't coming over. So I don't that's, think, that's the catch-22. Well, like, but I don't think there, – there, I haven't seen anything that suggests any of these teams can take back Butler and Jeng. Like That's why the, the Kings have to be involved, and then you have to send the Kings a first-rounder uh, as part of like compensation for just taking Jeng because I don't think any team has the package to – just do a one uh, a two team deal involving those two players because of the, the Nets of, don't have space for that the amount of salary well I mean I, I I don't know how it would work matching wise you know maybe you can't send back enough to absorb it it also just wouldn't make sense like so you're you're trading for Jimmy Butler theoretically if you're the Nets uh to resign him which I actually don't even think is a good basketball well, we'll, decision. yeah we'll get into that in a second yeah but like you're 
you just kind of need that third team for the Jang part of it to make any sense because any team that's trading for mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler wants to win in the next two to three years. You can't really convince yourself that we have a chance to win while we have Jang operating or, or occupying yeah. that much of our cap. So like the Kings, obviously, they're not going to win anytime soon. They have the space to take him and they don't have a first round pick in 2019. So like it makes sense for them. Like that's a win for them. Like just oh, yeah. absorbing his salary and getting a, a first rounder out of it. That makes sense. Well, especially if that's unprotected too, which sure. I would imagine. I mean, with the amount of money that's at stake here with Jang, and we should say like Jang is actually a decent player. He's just way overpaid. Like it's not mm-hmm. like it's Joe Kim Noah where you're just getting sure. this money and you're immediately like setting it on fire. Like Jang could actually play for a lot of these teams, but with that much money, you're probably going to get back an unprotected pick. And with the way that this Wolves roster looks right now, that could end up being, I don't know, what the tenth pick, the eleventh pick. Like it's it's not going to be you know something that you you know turns into a second round pick in three years something like that yeah anyway like so you touched on jimmy butler like whether a team should even want to resign him i don't think it makes any sense to give him the five-year max no somebody's gonna do it i think i don't think they should i think part of the well i i think part of the holdup is i don't think a lot of these teams want to i think a lot of these teams want him like as a rental and Mm -hmm. that's why the offers that they're getting are low Like, I think, and that's why, like, the if a mystery team comes in, like, say, um, you know, one of these kind of teams that we don't think of as a legitimate finals contender in the East or a, le- a legitimate Western Conference finals contender in the West, like, if one of those teams, uh, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense for a lot of those teams to try to get him as a rental. Like, if you can get him just for one year by giving up a guy that you don't view as, like, a top four player of your core going forward. I think that makes sense just because it would mean a lot to mm-hmm. a team like the Nuggets or a team like the Bucks to reach the conference finals and to kind of uh, get that type of experience, get that type of exposure to other, you know, prospective free agents where you you can kind of just be like, look how far we got with Giannis and Jimmy Butler. Look how far we got with Jokic and Jimmy Butler and Gary Harris. Like that makes your situation a bit more uh, appealing and uh i don't think it's going to take a lot in the end to get jimmy butler so like i think there's a hold up with the teams like the knicks and the nets like offering guys like karis levert because i don't think i mean they, a lot of teams are smart now like there aren't that many teams that are run by stupid people anymore uh with the the timberwolves yeah, kind of it's being, kind of a shame honestly <laughs> it's kind of days. a last of the dying breed but uh you know, no no smart team's going to look at Jimmy Butler and be like, oh, yeah, he's worth the five-year max because you're getting maybe, I don't know, two more years of his prime and then maybe like two and a half, three years of his prime. Those last two years, there's just no way he's going to be worth max money. And is he a guy that like gets you – like how far do you get if Jimmy Butler's the best player on your team? Uh, and how good would the best player have to be for him to be the second best player on your team right. and you to be like a good so I just it's very complicated he's he's sneaky old you know that's the thing I think when you know like if you would have asked me when this trade demand first came down like how old is he like my first instinct is like 27 but he's actually 29 he turns 30 before the start of next season so presumably you'd be signing him to this five-year max which is he's made it very clear is what he wants and you know you're paying him what 30 odd million if not more 30 30 million plus when he's 34 and 35 and i mean i I don't think he's really somebody that you think about as being injury prone necessarily but when you look at the games played 59 76 67 65 67 i mean he's missed an average of you know 10 to 15 games at least in each of his peak years so i I don't think he's somebody that i imagine aging super gracefully like 34 year old jimmy butler is not going to be anywhere near the player that 29 year old jimmy butler sure i mean i would rather have him on a max deal than like blake griffin or john wall but i don't think he's kind of in that tier of like guys where it's just no-brainer you give him the max like it it's i think he'll actually age better than guys like wall and griffin just because uh his you know he can there's not really a weakness in his game whereas those guys sort of have pretty clear weaknesses uh, but it's it's just not he's not going to be the caliber of player once he gets to a point where he's not a well above average defender against three positions and uh 
you know, what's he like an average athlete right now? I mean, it's going to get to the point where Jimmy he's, Butler. Yeah. I mean, compared to you and I, yeah, probably about average, <laughs> maybe slightly below average. Um, I dunked on the side hoop at uh roto hoops the other oh, day. I wow. think it's about like eight, probably about eight feet, 10 inches. That's pretty good. So yeah, not a big deal. But yeah, I I mean, this is going to be something that I think is settled before the start of the regular season. Like you said, I mean, the, every game that Butler misses, his value declines for the Timberwolves. I mean, I think it's it's looking more and more. And, he, and Tom Thibodeau, even if he is the one calling the shots and the owner doesn't step in, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's better for you keeping your job? Like having your best or your second best player sit out the whole right. season? Yeah, like or get something back at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think there's going to be you know, someone else is going to enter the conversation. That's how it happened with DeMarcus Cousins. You know, nobody was saying he's going to the Pelicans until he went to the Pelicans. Nobody thought Kawhi was going to Toronto until he went to Toronto. Same with Paul George in OKC. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I think Butler putting his list out there was nice, but you know, if any of those three teams and now Miami, which weirdly wasn't on the list and is now somehow his top destination, I don't know why they wouldn't have just been included right away. You know, those teams have had their their time to make their best offer that's not to say they're not interested but it's been a week you know they're clearly waiting it out which is a smart thing to do you and i were talking about the milwaukee situation yesterday in particular what would you be willing to give up if if you're milwaukee you'd be understanding that it's a rental although you know there is this connection to marquette obviously he went there for three years the bucks though like money-wise i don't think they would be interested or even really could if you want to bring back chris middleton you know, I don't think they would be interested in signing Butler to a five-year max. That really wouldn't make a lot of sense. But as a rental, it would. Is it worth giving up Malcolm Brogdon and, I don't know, Thon Maker and a, a future pick? Is that too much? I don't know. Uh, I I think if you can do it where Brogdon is the headliner and there's not a future pick involved, I think that makes sense. Um, the whole point would be that you are not including Middleton, you're not including Bledsoe, you're not, you know, you're not even including like guys like Brooke Lopez and Ursan Ilyasova. Like the whole point of it is you're trying to put together a team that can go to the finals. And I think that if you can add Jimmy Butler without giving up uh, those, you know, your top five ish players, I'm not really including Brogdon in there. I so mean, you wouldn't you trade Giannis. Could. <laughs> I would not trade Giannis. Like, I wouldn't either. Um, I would trade DJ Wilson. Uh, oh, really? Seems, seems like a Tibbs guy. Not a rookie deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> does not seem like a Tibbs guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it. That's the the type of team that I think it makes sense to just go in knowing that yeah. he's a rental for you because I think there's definite value mm-hmm. in you know showing Giannis like we can put a team around you even if it's only for one right. year. We can get to the finals with you. Uh, it's showing other potential free agents this is a team that yes. can get to the finals if you come here i mean i don't think that they're going to be like trading malcolm brogdon isn't going to be the difference between them keeping honest or not keeping honest or two years from now being a mm-hmm. championship contender or not being a championship contender like i think it just makes sense if the price is right and that's i think that's the case for you know six seven eight teams in the league where you could maybe get him for a young player but not like a young core player necessarily mm. and just kind of make a run this year and just see see what happens yeah so the, i mean the bucks would basically be doing exactly what okc did with paul george where they sent over oladipo who at the time was i mean he was better than brogdon but he was not the victor oladipo that we know today and demontis sabonis who is a nice young player but you know still someone who was kind of 50 50 as to what he was going to be and the only difference there is like I mean OKC had this hope in the back of their mind that Paul George would resign obviously he did at the time it seemed unlikely Milwaukee would be doing it giving up a core piece presumably in Brogdon with almost no hope to resign Butler because one he probably doesn't want to resign and two the team doesn't want to bring him back so like to me that you know knowing it's only a one-year thing kind of tempers what you'd be willing to give up right yeah I mean I'm trying to do uh trade machine stuff right now with that mm-hmm. um you kind of the, the the thing that makes it tough is you you ha, you kind of have to include one of the bucks uh bad salaries to make the money work and to kind of so i mean you could do brogdon and tony snell and you'd have to include delvadova and so like at no that, no <laughs> like at that point 
does it even make sense for for either side? Um, <laughs> I mean, you could do it like with John Henson. I mean, you could do you just you can't really do it without. In, if you're gonna not include guys like Bledsoe, not include guys like Middleton, you kind of have. Well, to I don't know if that Bledsoe would necessarily be off the table. I mean, Phoenix wants to get in on all this. Like the clock is ticking. I was I was sweeping depth charts for our site this morning. The Phoenix has no point guard at all. Their top point guard right Shaq now Harrison? is you don't what Shaq Harrison. <laughs> No, Sha- I'm not counting Shaq Harrison. They have DeAnthony Melton. They have Ellie Acobo. I mean, it's going to be Devin Booker unless they get someone else. Like, they're pretty determined, and they've been saying this all offseason that they're going to get a veteran, but like they have like 16 days left to find a veteran. So Yeah, I mean, if they don't have a point guard, I don't know how they're going to get to 35 wins. It's going to be tough. I, I'm telling you, I <laughs> immediately regretted taking the over on that. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go back in and like, talk edit. about a team that needs to add a point guard. I mean, yeah. what are they going to do? I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how they're going to get to 34, 35 wins if they, they can't, trade for Patrick Beverly. They can't challenge the Warriors without <laughs> a point guard. I'm going to go back into our over under pod and really crudely edit over my <laughs> Phoenix Suns over pick. Uh, okay, let's get down to, to brass tacks. We want to do all star picks for both conferences as we've done the last couple of years, and then we'll finish out with all NBA picks. There'll obviously be a lot of overlap there, so we'll spend more time on the all star stuff um, and then just kind of condense everything for all NBA. Uh, but as a reminder, the way that all-star voting works for the five starters, it's 50% fan vote, 25% player vote, 25% media vote, the seven reserves. Um, as far as I'm aware, the NBA will still be doing conferences this year. Right. So, you know, the teams are going to be mixed. There, there's going to be a draft as there was last year. It was team LeBron and team Steph. The captain for each team is the leading vote getter, um, by fan vote in each conference and the seven reserves still come from the East and the West. So there are 12 players from each conference involved, but they end up getting scrambled in the end after the draft. The head coaches are who vote on the reserves for their respective conferences, none of which can be players on their own team. Um, and each coach has to select two guards, three forwards, and two wild cards, which for the NBA <laughs> is actually kind of crazy. So which conference do you want to start with? Uh, let's do East. All right, we'll start with the East. You want to give me your five starters right away? Sure. And tell me who's going to be the leading vote getter. So this sure. will be team blank. Right. Uh, I'll start with that. It's going to be team Giannis. Really? And it's going to be Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons at the guard spots and Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid at the remaining front court spots. I have the exact same. Nice. I also think it's going to be team Giannis. He was second in the Eastern votes last year behind it got LeBron. Kind of, uh, I, I don't know want to say the NBA stepped in and made it uh, LeBron's team, but there was a point there where Giannis was leading. A big lead for a while. And, yeah. uh, I just think the NBA liked the sound of it being LeBron versus yeah. Steph a little bit more. And yeah, uh, but this, this is going to be the year where he will be the, the leading vote getter. And yep. like, he's the one that the NBA would want to promote the most too. I think so makes sense yeah i think it's it's between him and Kyrie for votes Kyrie was third in the east in voting he had about almost 2.2 million Giannis was at 2.5 lebron was 2.6 um but Giannis was first among players he had more player votes than lebron they tied in media uh, obviously lebron being in the west I, I yeah i think it'll be Giannis as long as he doesn't get hurt i mean mm-hmm. he has much bigger international pull i think in the I, voting process well, that helps i think a ton. he's just gigantic among amongst uh younger fans i mean younger fans vote more for this than than older fans and that's partly why like you saw you see like steph get more votes than lebron and that that type of thing um Mm -hmm. i mean i i didn't really struggle at all with the five starters there um no it's just kind of pretty basic especially when you make it yeah, I mean, I don't know who who would have been sixth, like Victor Oladipo. Like, I mean, it's it's there pretty... is a considerable <laughs> drop off. Yeah, I mean, and we should say, I mean, we're not predicting any injuries. Like, this is who yeah. we think. You know, if everybody plays eighty two games all year, this is who we think will end up on these teams, not who we want on the teams. Okay, so that I had the same five. I think it'll be Team Giannis. I'll give you my reserves. Okay, um, these are somewhat in order of like how you know, like my first reserve would be like you know the biggest lock among them, but they're not really all that much in order. One, Victor Oladipo. Two, John Wall. Three, Kyle Lowry. Four, Kevin Love. Five, Andre Drummond. Six, Gordon Hayward. And seven, Jimmy Butler. I think he's going to the East. And really, no matter what Eastern Conference team he would end up on, I think he'll he'll end up being an all-star in that conference. So that's my seven. Uh, I'll let you give your seven, and then we'll discuss. 
Wow, I think we actually have a decent amount of disagreement here. Uh, you, I mean, you, I didn't even consider Andre Drummond for a second, so that's that's one. He was an All Star uh, last year. I, yeah, but all right. as a replacement, Here, here's my seven: uh, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. Okay, and, and I think I always when I'm thinking about this, I know the coaches are voting, and mm-hmm. I very much factor in. Uh, wins like team wins like I'm mm-hmm. I'm not considering players on teams I don't think are going to get to 30 wins I'm not uh, you know if a team for for a, like so I have Kevin Love and I have Kemba Walker making it but I think that those yeah, they're teams, in the sucky seven aren't they they are they are in the sucky seven I think that those teams are going to be mediocre at best but I think Kevin Love's numbers and Kemba Walker's numbers are just going to be such that like every coach is going to be like well Mm-hmm. Who who deserves it more, uh, Kevin Love or you know player X on the Celtics or or whoever? Like, and I I also don't think the Wizards are going to be good enough to get two representatives. I think Beal's going to get more love from the coaches than John Wall. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to be good enough. I didn't and, realize you left out John Wall. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, and I think the Buck. I, I also think he's just kind of a declining player. Um, per, uh, personally, what? he has cornrows and a beard and uh, a headband. So. Uh, I also think the Bucks are going to be good enough to get two, and I think Middleton's numbers are going to be good enough to get him in. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of been one of those guys that's sort of been on the verge for a couple of years now. Yep. I think he breaks through. Uh, the Kevin Love one, I think, is just going to be numbers-based. I think he's, he's going to be averaging like 24 and 12 or whatever, and that'll get him kind of what the way that Drummond got in last year. I think that yep. he's going to be this year's version of that. Uh, Blake Griffin I actually considered more than I considered Drummond. Uh, the thing with Gordon Hayward and this is tough because, like, I think the Celtics are going to be so good that they're going to want to put multiple people in from mm-hmm. the Celtics. I just think that they are going to be pretty careful with his workload, especially in the first half. And I think coaches are going to look at, like, kind of games played. And uh, there's just so many mouths to feed in that offense that I don't think – mm-hmm. like, I think if you stack Gordon Hayward's numbers up against, uh, you know, a guy like Bradley Beal or, or a guy like Kevin Love, um, it's just I don't think it's going to look all that – uh, com- comparable but i i could see like horford and hayward getting in if the celtics are just on this you know 65 win pace i mean one of these guys is going to get hurt so there's going to be replacements yeah. and stuff like that but um mm-hmm. i mean i i the east was actually deeper than i expected it to be going through this exercise. no for sure i the first like three or four spots were easy but yeah deciding the like five six seven um I mean, I think I wanted, I had Middleton on my initial list and then I swapped him out for Hayward. Like, I just can't imagine. I'm with you. I think the Celtics are going to be really good. They're going to be like 40 and 12 at the break or something like that. And it's going to look weird if they only have Kyrie. You know, I think there's going to be like Gordon Hayward's numbers. I don't think will look all that good, but it's the coaches picking. He seems like a guy that coaches would like, um, you know, I think he'll kind of get like a sympathy comeback player vote. I, I don't necessarily like, I think Middleton will be the better player. I think the Bucks will be good. Like I I do think they'll both get in. Like injury wise, like you said, somebody on these lists is gonna end up dropping out. Like I think they both get in, but barring, you know, some sort of injury, I, I think Hayward gets that nod. Drummond and Griffin, I went back and forth on. They're not both getting in. Like Detroit's not gonna be good enough to get two. It's one or the other. I don't think that they might not even get one no they might right? not i mean because like if it if they have like a similar record to like charlotte i think kemba gets in over both of them mm-hmm. and they well, might even have a similar record to the Cavs, and i think right. kevin love would get in over both of them yeah i mean i think drummond's numbers are going to be really good and if it was a fan vote i think it'd be griffin but coaches i think will value drummond um beal's tough like he's he was another guy it's like to me it's like him or kyle lowry and i think the raptors will be better than the wizards and beal is better than lowry but lowry is just in this game every year and he'll just get the kind of auto nod was there anyone else on the fringes that you even considered like so the, to me like aaron gordon the top you know? three guys i left out were griffin wall and hayward okay uh, but i nobody from the wizards or you had beal in yeah I'd okay in. okay uh, i mean i i want to i think coaches are smarter than you're giving them credit for i like i think beal when you're playing against the wizards and you're playing against the pistons i think beal is just clearly a better real life player than Andre Drummond like Drummond is not if I'm playing against the Pistons like I don't Drummond doesn't scare me at all like I just mm-hmm. know what he's going to do I know that he's not uh that great of a defensive center and I know that Bradley Beal's just uh, a really good two-way player well part of it for me is that you need to put two 
like big men, you know, as a, as a oh, coach yeah. voting. So it's yeah. like, to me, like I couldn't put on, like if I wanted to, I would go much more guard heavy and every reserve would be a guard or a wing. Yeah. But the only other big man I That's have true. besides Drummond is love, you know? That's so, a good I, point. so to me, it was like Drummond or Horford. We'll see. I mean, by no means are the Pistons a lock to have an all-star. That's not the case I'm trying the, to make. The guard, the reserve guards in the, in the East, it's going to be pretty crowded. Like yeah. it's going to, somebody that's pretty deserving yes. is going to get left out and some big that's not right. that deserving is going to get in. Well, the fact that you're bringing in, uh, you're I, losing LeBron. So that's one thing, when, but you're bringing in two locks to me and Simmons and Kawhi. If they're see, healthy, they're both. Now that you're saying this, I almost, I wish I'd put Horford in. I think Horford, if it, if coaches are like having to fill out two bigs, I think they're going to look at the Celtics wins and just yeah. be like, well, I'll just give Horford one of the big spots. Right. But um, yeah. And that seems like how it's gone like wins seem to take precedent over production when it comes to coaches mm-hmm. in the past. Always. I mean, you ever hear Jeff Van Gundy talk? I mean, it's it's all you, about winning. We'd heard him at the top winning of this podcast. To count. Yeah, he's he's now he's the anchor of our new intro this year. Uh, okay, well, let's move to the West. This is tougher for a different reason, I guess. I mean, it's there's so I have so many guys on my list of people I'm leaving off this yeah. list who would probably be like arguably starters in the East, but. Uh, I guess I'll start this time. My five starters, LeBron, Durant, Davis, Harden, and Curry. Steph Curry, not Seth Curry. Uh, and I think it'll be Team LeBron. I think... You think I, he gets more votes than Curry? I think the he LA, will. He did, he did last year. Did I don't he? Know. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, allegedly. You know, okay. it's what the NBA right. wants us to All think. Right. But, well, yeah, I think the LA thing, like LeBron's numbers will be worse than last year. The team will be worse probably than the Cavs were at, at times last year. But I don't think it's going to matter. Like, if he stays healthy and they're like relatively decent the la factor the lebron factor will be enough the league wants it to be team lebron right i mean i don't i don't think they're going to be working against that so i think it's team lebron yeah i have those five okay you have those i mean that's... i oh man i, I yeah. i'm gonna say it's team curry okay um, but debatable uh i actually have lebron as my my only laker making it so yeah i mean who else would make it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, I have I have McGee. I got I got Lonzo. No, of course. So my reserves: Russell Westbrook from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's a point guard. Yep. Uh, Christopher Paul, Houston Rockets. Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Rudy Gobert, Nikola Jokic, and Demar Derozan. Man, we uh, disagree a decent amount on this one too. Okay. I mean, I, I expected us to. I mean, it's just really hard to fit all the guys that are deserving. Yeah, give me your reserves. Um, uh, who did you include that I didn't even consider? Westbrook, oh, Paul, see, Thompson. I, I didn't even consider Clay Thompson just because of how deep it is, but uh, that's interesting. I mean, Clay did Clay make it last year? Did all four Warriors? He's made it the last four years. That's the thing with and Clay. Like he has Draymond. Uh, yes, I didn't have Draymond on my team. Yeah, okay. but I mean, Clay I is sh- almost a lot because he's. I, mean, I just been didn't, deep the last four. Years. I didn't have either of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, if 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 they just want to look at team wins and losses but i had i had westbrook lillard i had towns i had donovan mitchell i have nicole i have nicole Jokic, paul george and rudy gobert so i have three centers making it uh just because i think those three centers are all going to be extremely deserving and i think i really think donovan mitchell's it's going to be tough for coaches to put a second year player in over some of these guys, but I think the jazz are going to have uh, the third most wins in the West. And I think his numbers are going to be better than guys like Chris Paul and guys like drew holiday and maybe even than, than uh, Damian Lillard. So uh, that one, I mean, the guys that the the top five guys I left out were Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Demar Derozan, Lamarcus Aldridge. I guess you throw Clay Thompson in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be tough, I think, for the for either Spur to get in, just because of how like how much better I think some of these other players are. Like that, I think the wins will be there. Like I think they'll be, um, you know, going as a as mm-hmm. a playoff team. I think Drew Holiday is going to be deserving, but kind of get snubbed, sort of, you know, and ode to the uh, mike conley experience sure um i yeah, don't didn't even I, make my list i mean i just think no the bagley wa- the war <laughs> the warriors <laughs> yeah it's like you know they're gonna have probably the most wins at the all-star break but i mean how good a shape Draymond green gonna be in like how 
how is Clay? How are Clay Thompson's numbers going to stack up to someone like Donovan Mitchell or, or Damian Lillard? In the past, it hasn't mattered. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I know. I just I almost think there might be some fatigue with that. It's it's tough. I yeah. it's just. I mean, we'll see. I, I could see any of those guys I listed getting in, obviously, just like with the East. Uh, but I think I think that there's a chance the Jazz are kind of the story of the first half in the West sure. with just people being surprised how good they are. And I think coaches especially are going to respect Rudy Gobert because yes. of how impossible he is to game plan against. I think Carl Anthony Towns' numbers are just going to be so insane that it's going to be impossible to leave him off. And then I think the Nuggets are going to be charting as, as close to a 50-win team, and some, they're going to want to put somebody from yeah. the Nuggets in. Nuggets haven't had an all-star since 2011. I think this is the year uh, for Jokic. Like, as long as they're sitting, like, six or above in the West. I, I predict Jokic gets a lot of wild-card votes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just, <laughs> he's got no position. Yeah. No, I uh, I mean, if it were up to me, as much as I love Clay, like, I would go with someone like Paul George or Towns or – you know Draymond even Donovan Mitchell but I just think the way that the pattern has gone he's he's almost a lock Chris Paul last year would have been a lock if he wasn't hurt if we're assuming he's healthy I got him in I'm kind of going with Chris Paul I'm kind of using the Gordon Hayward logic of I think they're just going to manage his minutes so carefully that it's just not going to look the same to, to some of these other guys and I I respect your opinions about the Jazz I share those opinions in terms of how good they're going to be I I don't think they're getting two Mitchell or Gobert and I think it's Gobert okay like, like you said, there's there is this bias against young players. Like, look at, I mean, Gordon Dragic and Kemba Walker made the All Star game last like, year, and Ben Simmons if, didn't even. If get Donovan considered. Mitchell's averaging like twenty four, seven, and five, does he get in on a team that's charting as like a fifty? I don't know, team? man. I mean, like Damian Lillard just missed All Star games with those numbers. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I mean, PG I mean Mitchell's me. a way better defender than yeah. Dame Lillard. Yeah, I think, no, I mean, it's going to be, like you said, narrative. And I think Paul George is actually going to have his best season since he was a pacer mm-hmm. uh, this year because I think he's about as healthy as he's ever been. Yeah, for me, my last spot came down to DeRozan and PG. I who do you, So you, do you had DeRozan, right? I have DeRozan as okay. my last guy. I think the Spurs are going to be the three or the four, and they're going to feel obligated to put somebody in, so it's going to be him or Aldridge. And I, I think I, I don't think Aldridge really has a chance just because of the fact that it's going to be you have to list two big men, yeah. and I don't see how no, you no, could no. list him over. But Jokic it's like, like Aldridge got in last year, and he was a second-team All-NBA. Like The Spurs just have a way of getting guys <laughs> into things like this, and I, I feel like if, as long as they're a good team, there's going to be an obligation if the Spurs are the three or the four, like so let's say let's say the Spurs are fourth and the Jazz are third, they're not going to put in two Jazz guys and no Spurs, right? Like I think they go Gobert and DeRozan or but Mitchell it's not, and that's Aldridge. not how it works though. Like it, they, all the coaches have to hand in their ballots. Like it's not like the well, I think coaches will think together. fairly similarly though about that. Like I think most coaches would rather have one from each. Maybe yeah, right? I don't think they're colluding. I don't think they care about this very no, much at all. No, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that they're. You're going to get enough variation from ballot to ballot where I don't think any of that's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have some people include two Spurs, some people include two Jazz, okay. some people include neither of each. Yeah. All right, fair enough. What are the like outside long shots You know, who would probably need an injury or two to make it? Like For me, Devin Booker, the Suns are going to suck, but if he's averaging close to 30 a game, maybe. I still don't think he gets in. I think like I don't think any coach, I, even if he was averaging like 32 a game, I don't think any coach would put him in because of how bad they So there's like be. eight injuries to the West starters. And- like, I, so I'll, I'll throw, I think Drew Holiday um, qualifies for me just okay. because I think there's a chance the Pelicans have a top three or four record at the time of the break. And I think Holiday, at least to me, in the in the Western Conference playoffs last year, just looked like one of the best players playing in the entire yeah. playoffs because of how good he was on both sides of the ball. And if he if he plays that way again this year and they're playing that well together as a team, I think he's the type of guy that I think a coach is going to respect a lot more than just your typical yeah. fan because of how sure. dominant of a two-way player he can be. So I think that that's mm-hmm. one long shot for me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call Draymond a long shot by any means, but I think he's a guy, too, that coaches respect. Like, his numbers don't have to be that good, but we mm-hmm. know the Warriors are going to be good. We know that he you know, is, is certainly respected in those circles. Marcus Gasol, too, I, he would need several injuries just because of how many good big men there are in the West. But if Memphis kind of bounces back and he's playing well, I think he's kind of like a legacy all-star who might get some more consideration. Kind of the same I, category as Aldridge. I, I can't see it. I just there's No, no I'm not saying it's going to happen. Right. I'm just saying long shots. 
I don't even think it's a long shot. Because I think like he'd be an all star in the East. Right? I think Towns, Jokic, two of Towns, Jokic, and Gobert would have to get hurt for yeah. for Gasol, which is very possible. I mean, that happened sure. in the East basically last year. I mean, Love was hurt, Chris Apps was hurt. I actually don't think Gasol would make it in the East. I think he would. Like, he's fallen off quite a bit. I, if it's like him or Drummond, I have Drummond on my list. What I if think it's him and him or Kevin? Love? He has fallen off very quietly. Uh, him or Kevin Love? I, as much as I love Kevin Love, <laughs> I. I think we are not going to... He's not just going to be Minnesota Kevin Love again. I don't think he has that in him anymore. We'll see. Right. I mean, I think durability to me is the the bigger yeah, question the almost ability. with him. Like, it's... If he's healthy, I really think it, the, the numbers are going to be pretty outlandish. But uh, one just one long shot in the East that I didn't mention. I think there's a, there's a chance Jason Tatum could be one of the Celtics represented just because... Uh, I, I mean, say say Gordon Hayward. Someone paying you to say this? Say Gordon Hayward's minutes are really kind of monitored. I mean, Al Horford's a guy with with a little bit of injury history. Maybe he only play. Maybe he misses like ten games in the first half or something like that. Uh, I think it's possible that Tatum is like the clear second option on offense for that Celtics team. Like that we're we're not really seeing it coming. But I mean, would it really surprise you that much if Tatum was averaging like twenty points? Per game at the All Star break, I I don't know. I think that there's there's a chance there's a better chance that Tatum makes it than Marcus All. Let me just say that. Okay, that's a just a wild either or scenario. Well, you <laughs> threw out Marcus All. Like, I'm, there's I mean, a better <laughs> chance that Jason Tatum is an All Star in the East than Gasol in the West. Sure, I guess. I, I I'm just saying. I think coaches respect Marcus All, and I think if the Grizzlies bounce back, they'll be like. I I think he's overrated at this point, but what we're about not, Clint, we're not the ones making the call. What about Clint Capella? Nah, I think Houston. If Houston gets two, it's it's uh, Harden and Paul. He's he faces the same issue we just talked about with Gasol. Like you'd need three but, or four injuries to these other big men. But I mean, he's better in Gasol, and he'll be on yeah. a way better team. Let's pause for a second so I can tell the listeners about DraftKings.com. NBA season is right around the corner, and once again, we have partnered up with DraftKings to bring you a RotoWire six-month membership for free. Here is how it works: Go to RotoWire.com/DraftKings. Sign up for a new account and make a deposit of at least $10. At that point, you will get a free six months to rotowire.com, access to all tools in all sports, including DFS lineup optimizers, weekly rankings, premium articles written by myself, written by James, full season draft software, and much more. You get all that for $10, which you can then enter into more contests on DraftKings.com to win even more money. We're super excited to bring you this deal for a second straight year. If you want access right away, go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Eligibility restrictions do apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, let's do All-NBA. This is tough, obviously, because you have to narrow everything down to three teams. And we, we're doing it the draconian way that the NBA still does, which is including a true center, quote-unquote, true center in each team. So you can't throw LeBron, Giannis, and Durant all on the first team. You have to have someone who's at least mostly a center, like an Anthony Davis or Carl Towns or a Jokic. Um, give me your first team right away. Uh, Harden, Curry, Durant, Giannis, AD, no LeBron. Okay. Um, this feels like a direct shot at <laughs> me. But I went Davis, LeBron, Giannis, Curry, Harden with Durant on the second team. Okay. But it could go either way. I mean, we'll see. I think LeBron's run has to end here at some point, right? He's been first team every year since like and 05 this is, or 06. This is voted on by the writers, obviously. Yep. Uh, I think obviously obviously the Warriors are going to have more wins than the Lakers. I think the Bucks are going to have more wins than the Lakers. I think the Pelicans are going to have more wins than the Lakers. And I think there's a – I still think that there's a pretty decent chance that this season LeBron and the Lakers are just not even – like shooting for anything other than just kind of let's get through the season healthy. Like let's develop some of these young guys yep. a little bit. Like I could see him missing five or six games just cause, you know, and, and that type of thing. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think Durant, like who do you think has more to prove this season, Durant or LeBron, like, or who's going into the I don't season? I think either of them do, to be honest. Well, I know, but, but like who's, who's been training and like, you know, all that stuff in the off season, like, with a chip on their back, like like I could see Durant, I could see Durant going out and being like, I want to win the MVP again this year, yeah, and like he's not going to, but like I mean, he, I mean, he could, but like 
I just don't really see LeBron going into the season yeah. with any urgency, so that's why I have. Yeah, him. no, that's right. I mean, I, I made this pick with my heart. I think more than, <laughs> know, more than anything else. But Durant did miss 14 games last year, 20 games the year before, 10 the year before that, and then like 50 games when he had foot surgery the year before. So like that's that's always something to consider with him. Like he would have more first team selections if not for these injuries. But if we're to assume they all play 82 games, you're probably right because this is voted on by the writers. Like LeBron, I think will lead all-star votes as i said before uh which is not necessarily a predictor of all nba by any means i think he's like he he'll win the popular vote durant will get the electoral college if that makes sense um okay so second team ben simmons kyrie irving lebron Kawhi, and Embiid. okay i got Embiid, um durant slash lebron <laughs> and Kawhi, kyrie and russell westbrook okay on my second team although this you know this knee surgery thing is a little concerning but I mean, I, I think the numbers will be there for him. Why Ben Simmons? I just I think this is going to be a uh, like I think the 76ers are going to be one of the big stories of the league this year. I think they're going to get into the low to mid 50s and wins if Simmons and Embiid can stay healthy. I think Simmons has a chance of coming close to averaging a triple double. I think if you just kind of look at the way he played in the second half last year he was playing at a top 10 player in the league type of level and it's just kind of natural progression like we see these these teams with these just elite elite young cores like with like the thunder back in the day or like the the shack and penny magic and like teams like that like they're just on a a massive upward trajectory as players and as a team and i just i think that uh simmons is just a a five times better 10 times better defensive player than Russell Westbrook I think a lot of writers have kind of reached some fatigue with Westbrook uh, with regard to just how valuable his numbers actually are to to winning and losing and I think uh, it's just gonna it's just more fun to vote for a really really good Ben Simmons season Mm -hmm. than a really really good Russell Westbrook season I, I do agree with you on Russ, but I mean, he was second team last year. He was first team each of the last two years. So, I mean, I think you can only like when a guy's basically averaging a triple double, like there's only so much you can ignore, if that makes sense. Like he's a, do you have Russ on your third team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like he's going to be on a team if he stays healthy, but yeah, I can, I mean, I could see Simmons. Simmons probably should have been on the third team last year. Like I'll, I think Ben Simmons has a better chance of winning the MVP this year than Russell Westbrook. Like for yeah. I mean, Russ is not winning another one no. ever again. <laughs> I just think I think we've learned our lesson I mean like so if say yeah so say Westbrook uh averages another triple double uh maybe Ben Simmons like he's probably not gonna average a triple double say he averages like 10 assists and eight and a half rebounds or or nine and nine way way short of a triple double uh which I mean I, I honestly would be surprised if he didn't at least average eight and eight but uh if you compare like their two field goal percentages there there might be like a 10 percentage point gap. well i mean that's because one of the guys doesn't shoot outside eight feet but that's part of like that's part of like you have to ding russ for some of the terrible shots yeah i think you also ding simmons for not taking any threes though too like it works both ways right sure okay so my third team i have rudy gobert paul george who i did not have in my all-star team uh i'm fudging the rules a little bit and putting simmons at a forward to sneak him on i need to get him on one of these teams wow and then a, i have that's a pretty big fudge what you're, you're doing the same thing and then i have lillard and oladipo as my guards i couldn't leave simmons off okay and i so, didn't want to leave either of those two guys off i either. i have oladipo and westbrook as my guards and i have george my fudge is carlisle towns as a forward and then gobert at okay. center so not a ton of disagreement here i put together a fourth team as well <laughs> i mean you could honestly go like six or seven deep and still have pretty good players like my fourth team would be Jokic, uh cat fudging again making him a forward <laughs> jimmy butler uh chris paul and demar derozan and you had derozan over dame lillard uh well, i have lillard on my third team oh i did. oh yeah I we, that. lillard was a first team yeah. all nba guy last year mm-hmm. due in part to injuries i mean curry was third team because who, he only played who do you think's more games. likely to make a all nba team out of lillard and oladipo Ooh, that's a very good question. I think that that was my. I obviously was going to put Westbrook on my third team. I was really struggling between Oladipo and Lillard. Yeah, for that, so that I think Oladipo because there's not to me, you know, all things health wise stay constant. There's less of a chance of Indiana falling off than Portland. Right, like that. I kind of use that as a tiebreaker. Like there's a 
legit chance the Blazers win like 41 games, 40 games. They only yeah. won 43 last year, so uh right. The Pacers or, have a much that, higher floor. No, that's not right. No, they were the they were the 3 last year, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but so I, mean, they won, I think that I, I think they're like actual um yeah. projected wins last year was more around 43, but Right. Well, I mean, either way, even if they've you know, if they lose two more games last year, they're like basically out of the playoffs. Like if they miss the playoffs, I think it's, you know, that might be the difference where Indiana cruises to the three or the four seed. Oladipo has another great year. Lillard could play well, but if they're like the nine seed in the West, you know, I think that's going to end up probably being the tiebreaker. Um, Anything else you want to hit on with these? You're going to Europe next week, right? Next weekend. Yeah. Next. Where are you? Where are you going? I've never been to Europe. That's why I shock you. I will. <laughs> I'll be going to Portugal, and then I'll be going to yeah. Morocco, which yeah. is that's not, in, that's not Europe, is in it? Africa. Uh, and then Africa. we'll be finishing off in England, which is where my mom's family is from. So we'll be doing kind of like a second wedding reception in England while we're oh. there. Do you have a lot of extended family that still lives there? I actually have more family in England than I do in the United States. Get out um, of town. Yeah, because I I each of my well my my dad only has two siblings my mom has three siblings and her siblings have had more kids so um, kind of like a international power struggle in the anderson family Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.